Good morning. Today is Pentecost, and that is a festival that the Jews have always celebrated. But this particular one, we're looking at all those who have been following Jesus, and he had just gone up to heaven and had left them, and they were all a bit confused. But they, he had said to them, "You have to wait till the Helper comes to you." So they were together. They were worshiping, and all of a sudden they could hear this really strong wind, and then tongues of fire fell on them. And what was going on? They were all very confused, and they started speaking in different languages. And everybody thought, "What is going on? Are they drunk?" But actually, it was what the Lord had promised them. And he said in John fourteen, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper, or a Comforter, Advocate, Intercessor, Counselor, Strengthener, a Standby, to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, and take to its heart, because it does not. See him or know him, but you know him, because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually, and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you comfortless, bereaved, and helpless. The Greek word for the Holy Spirit is Parakletos. And that means literally, the one who walks beside, or it's the one who walks alongside me to help me. And he is the one who brings the word of God alive to us. Without him, we cannot understand what God is saying to us. Now today, my talk. That I'm going to give you now is titled "Journey into Life." Now, what I want to do with that is look back over my life, and I was thinking, how has the Word of God impacted my life? And when I was going back over my life, I realized that sometimes things have been said to me, and I didn't even. Take much notice, or I didn't really believe in them. Sometimes the effect was immediate and had an impact on me, but sometimes things were spoken, and it took a long time, years and years, and I understood a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and I still don't fully understand. But that's what I want to talk about today: how. My journey with the Word of God happened, and I hope you enjoy the trip through my life. Now we often say life is a journey, but I have titled it "Journey into Life." Now, why did I say that? Because I feel my journey has been、uh, threefold. So, in one way, it has been a journey into the physical world. I always wanted to travel. I when I grew up, 
All I ever wanted was to travel and explore the world and get to know different cultures and languages. It was unusual because nobody in my family had ever done that before. But that's all I ever wanted to do. But there is another journey that I had to undertake. And it was the journey to find myself. Who am I? Uh, it's all about my mind, my soul, my whole being. And the biggest journey I ever had to take was from here to here, from my mind into my heart. That took a long time and I'm still at it. And it always seemed to be like my life was like lots of pieces of puzzles. They didn't quite fit together. But eventually, over the years, I've seen them, I've seen them come together. And now I can see the full picture. Not quite yet, but almost. And the third aspect of my journey into life has been the journey into the spiritual world. So my spirit and uh, the spiritual world out there. And it was all about what is life all about? Why am I here? What is my purpose? How do I fit in? What is it all about? I think everybody asks these questions at some time. So as I describe my journey into life and my experience with the Word of God, I had to sort of uh, put it down into pictures because that's how my mind works. I always have to uh, see it in a picture form. So I've got four pictures to describe how the Word has affected me. So the first one is like promises scripture words and how they were spoken to me, how they have unraveled in my life, how they've become meaningful. So that's like promises. The next one is like milestones. When there was something significant in my life that happened, something I can look back on and think, oh yes, that's what happened then. I can remember that. Now, a lot of the words were like signposts where my life took a new direction, a different direction, something I didn't expect or maybe something I did, but it was like having to make a choice to go this way or to go that way. And then my fourth picture is that of a lifeboat. Now, the reason I've chosen that is because there's been a many times in my life where I needed rescuing. I was in troubled waters. And my troubled waters were depression and anxiety. And that's something that I had to deal with all my life. And uh, I will explain a bit more about that. But so many lifeboats have been provided for me. So the word of God was a lifeboat, and I will talk about that a bit later. But there have been other lifeboats provided for me by people like friends, family, uh, or nature. That's been a big lifeboat to me, like my garden, my allotment. That's where I found life again that uh, rescued me. But also... There were doctors, there were counsellors, 
there were psychiatrists, there was medication. Uh, most of my life, uh, my adult life, I've been um, off and on medication, and now I've been on medication for 20 years, and I may have to be on them for the rest of my life. I'm not sure yet. But I'm very thankful for everyone and everything that has provided a lifeboat for me, that has rescued me. And all of these different things have helped me to become the person I am today. So I'm very thankful to everybody who has helped me on this journey, who has helped me out with a a lifeboat in those troubled waters. So let me take you on this journey now. So when I was born and then uh, where I grew up in Switzerland, there was child baptism, so the we as children were baptized, or you may call it christening. And only recently, when I was moving around and moved all my stuff from Switzerland to here, I found these little scrolls that were given to me by my godparents. I never even knew I had them. And on one of them, there is like a prayer. And uh, it means translated, Bless this child with your strong hand. Guide her securely and lead her throughout her whole life. Now, obviously, I didn't know uh, God at the time. I was a child, but I I believe that that uh, prayer hadn't been said in vain, but it did bring blessing into my life over the years. Now, I remember a verse that was given to me when I was confirmed uh, in the church, so I must have been about 15 or 16, and the verse that I was given was from Judges 5, and it says, But may all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. Now, at the time, I thought it was quite a nice verse, but I didn't really take much notice, to be honest. At that time, I was not really interested in that very much. And especially when I, in the later years, was reminded of that verse and when I was going through very dark times, I almost felt it was a bit of a joke. How could I be like the sun that rises in its strength when I was in such a dark place and I felt so weak and... uh, I felt so hopeless and in despair. So, uh, but over the years and now I can actually uh, see the truth of it coming into reality. So when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I had my first episode of a really dark depression And uh, I was seeking, I was trying to figure out what my life was all about. And I I had people who were Christians, so-called born-again Christians, and uh, I talked to them, and I started searching myself, and I started reading the Bible. And it was, I remember very distinctly, I came across the letter to the Romans, And it's quite a complicated letter, 
It's a lot of legal language, but that's where I was at at the time. I tried to figure it all out in my mind. And it seemed to give me so many answers. I was amazed. And it really made sense to me. And I think that's probably when I became a Christian. I'm not sure, but that's when I remember the first time that the word of God became alive to me. And it says that we need the Holy Spirit to make sense of the word of God. So something happened to me at that time. And that was a very troubled time. But in the midst of it, there uh, came an offer to me that I go overseas to Papua New Guinea, the other side of the world, as a teacher. I was a teacher with this mission that were Bible translators, Wycliffe Bible translators. And to me, it seemed that was the answer to all my problems because all I wanted is to travel. And I had been doing a lot of traveling before. So to me, it seemed wonderful opportunity, but I was in such turmoil. I felt it wasn't the right thing to do. I shouldn't really go. It was just selfish. But then again, I was searching the scriptures and there was this one verse in 1 Corinthians 3 and it says, but each man must be careful how to build. And I do not know how and what, but it was as clear as anything to me that God was saying to me, yes, you should go from these words. Now, it doesn't make sense to anybody else, but at that time it was as clear as anything to me. And it seemed to be that the word in Psalm 37, where it says he will give you the desires of your heart, came into being, because that's all I ever wanted was to go to a place like that. So off I went to the other side of the world. But of course, it didn't take long. And um, I was in deep waters again, troubled waters. And next episode of depression came along. And then uh, I, I had a lifeboat in the Word of God in Psalm 37 from the Living Bible. And it really was something that kept me going. I was hanging on to these words and praying them and uh, memorizing them. And even though I couldn't see the reality of it, I was just hoping that they would become true. And the words were, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him to help you do it, and he will. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. But all who humble themselves before the Lord shall be given every blessing and shall have wonderful peace. Oh, how I needed that peace. He cares for them when times are hard. The steps of good men are directed by the Lord. He delights in each step they take. If they fall, it isn't fatal, for the Lord holds them with his hand. And I thought I'd taken so many wrong steps, but this really encouraged me. And it said, don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep traveling steadily along this pathway and in due season, he will honour you with every blessing. Oh, how I wanted that new season to arrive. But it took quite a while. But 
at the end of my time there, there was this verse that was like a, light, a, a milestone because I actually had come into a place of peace and I really enjoyed life. It was wonderful. I so enjoyed being there, out in the jungle, away from all people, with her, uh, living in straw huts sometimes and uh, lying next to pigs full of fleas. And But I just thought it was the most marvellous thing. And the verse in Ephesians where it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. That became so true to me because I was just overjoyed and I thought even if I died there and then, my life would have been worth living. It was wonderful what I'd experienced. So when I came back from there, I came to England to train as a Bible translator at a Bible college. But while I was at that Bible college, there was a signpost, a new one to me, and all of a sudden my uh, gaze turned to something else. And uh, it was the Lord's heart for the poor that really spoke to me. And some of the passages that spoke to me were Isaiah 58, where it says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. And Isaiah 61 was very important for me as well. And this is the guiding passage for the church of Woolwich Community Church now. But then it spoke to me. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities they have, that have been devastated for generations. Now my heart's desire was to minister to the poor and I ended up going to Manila uh, the capital of the Philippines, and uh, working with a mission, they actually lived with the poor in the slums. They lived in little shanty huts, tiny little rooms, just a bit of cardboard or uh, just one room. And But I just loved the whole idea of sharing my life uh, with the poor and living like that with them, just like Jesus came into this world. These people went into the world of these poor people. And when I was there, I really felt the anger of the Lord uh, that the poor who were physically poor already were also oppressed. There was so much injustice. And I really uh, got so involved and my heart just uh, bled for that and 
the verse in 1 John uh, became very real to me. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And there was so much of the devil's work uh, in that place, in the poverty and the injustice. So my heart was set. I was going there to spend my life. And then my world fell apart. Something happened that prevented me from going there. And I was devastated because that's why I had my heart set on. And that's when my plans changed again. That's when a new signpost came along that I didn't want. And I ended up in London. And that's how I got to Woolwich in the first place, over 30 years ago. And uh, so that wasn't my plan at all. But because of the disappointment that I experienced, I fell into a deep, yet again into a deep depression while I was training uh, with Ichthus for one year and working at Woolwich. And I had a mentor who helped me, and she again provided a word of God for me that was like a lifeboat, and she got me to read it. And it was again out of Isaiah, uh, from 40, uh, chapters 40 to 45. And what she said, whenever there is the name Israel, put your name in it. And that's what I did. And I just want to read some of these verses because they were so, they had such an impact of my on my life. Uh, and again, I couldn't see there and then, but I just hung on to them for dear life. So I start with Isaiah 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? Isaiah 41. But you, Verena, my servant, Verena, whom I have chosen, I took you from the ends of the earth. From its father's corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, you worm, little Verena. Do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One. Isaiah 42, a bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. Oh, how much I needed to hear that because I did feel like I was breaking. Isaiah 43. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Verena, he who formed you, Verena, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. 
When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. You are precious and honored in my sight. And because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 44 But now listen, Verena, my servant, Verena, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says, He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. Do not be afraid, Verena, my servant, Verena, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. Isaiah 45. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in a secret place, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Verena, who summons you by name. For the sake of Verena, my servant, Verena, my chosen, I summon you by name. I bestow on you a title of honor. How I longed for this to become into reality. But it took a while. I had to go through very dark times and just hang on to the promises. So towards the end of the year, when I started seeing the light again a little bit, something very significant happened, a very significant milestone And I remember exactly when it was. It was the 4th of July, 1990. And I was in a pub in Deptford uh, because I was part of a team there trying to uh, plant a church. And I was leading a team there. And I was in, we were supposed to be evangelizing the local people. So we went to the pub. And we were watching the football when, uh, maybe you remember, when England lost against Germany. But all that didn't really matter to me anymore because into my life walked this tall, dark and handsome stranger. And as they say, the rest is history. So a year and a half later, I got married to this man called Brian. And again, the, it was a, obviously a very significant milestone in my life and some significant words I want to uh, share with you is I have an engagement ring. 
It's a tiny little ring and it's got a little leaf on it. Maybe you can see it here. And I took that to mean from a Revelation 22. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And on our wedding ring, both of us have engraved Isaiah 43 because that chapter meant very much to both of us. And uh, two verses from it were actually our wedding verses on our wedding invitation. And it said, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? So that was uh, our uh, wedding verse. So then after that, I've been in Woolwich for 30 years and there have been many promises. There have been a few significant milestones and signposts where direction changed or I had to go away I didn't want to or make a choice again. And there have been a few lifeboats needed as well. And especially a couple of years ago, some of you uh, will know that I had probably my deepest depression ever. Uh, and I would call it the dark night of the soul. And it was very tough. Uh, and there was the one word, verse that I hung on for dear life again. And it's in Deuteronomy 33. And it says, The eternal God is my refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And I believe now I finally have fallen into those arms again. And I've come back into the light. So my journey into life has been quite interesting, I think, quite adventurous, but also difficult many times. So there was a journey into the world. Literally, I traveled around the world, lots and lots of countries, uh, which was wonderful and I really enjoyed. But also uh, there was a lot of dark times and uh, a lot of searching in my own self and uh, a journey into my soul, into my mind, and particularly the journey from my mind into my heart was very difficult, very difficult indeed. And I think I'm finally arriving in my heart, praise God. And the journey I'm on now, well, I've always been on, but even more now, is the journey deeper into God. That's my main journey now. So it's almost like uh, it's moved from the physical journey around the world in my younger years, then into uh, the journey into myself and uh sorting out my mind, my heart, my emotions, getting a lot of healing, a lot of prayer, a lot of ministry, 
a lot of help uh, from doctors, medication. Uh, so it's been hard work in some ways, but it's also there's been wonderful times as well. But now I've just turned 60 in January, and I feel it's a new season for me now. And I feel it's going to be my best season yet. And I'm really excited about the next years. Hopefully I've got lots of years left because I feel after uh, there's been a lot of hard work in my past. And it almost feels like now I've finally come to rest. And now it's time of seeing promises fulfilled, a time of reaping, a time of harvest, a time of enjoying uh, or, or, or harvesting the fruit of my labour, as it were. And I feel very blessed at this time. And I know there's going to be new promises coming. There's going to be new milestones and probably a few new signposts I'm hoping, really hoping there won't be too many lifeboats needed anymore. I think I've had quite enough of troubled waters. But then again, I know that the Lord will be there to help me and people around me like they've been before helping me through. So I'm journeying ever deeper into life. So that's why I said it was my journey into life. And it's the journey into the one that, who says that he's the life himself, the giver of life. And he says that he's come to give us life and give us life in all its fullness. And that's where I'm at. I want to get deeper into that and know that life even more. Now, I hope you have enjoyed sharing my journey into all the ups and downs of my life and uh, uh, just sharing very personally from my life because I feel that is a testimony in itself to the goodness of God and how he's helped me and how his word has been such a, a lifeboat, such a life giver to me. Now, I don't know where you are at on this journey because we are all journeying from one place to another all the time. Now, has your journey been a good one? Or do you feel you need a change of directions? Is this maybe the time where you've come to a signpost that says, do you want to go this way, your way? Or do you want to go this way, God's way? Could this be a milestone in your life? Or do you even need a lifeboat to rescue you out of troubled waters? Well, if that is the case, I would like to encourage you to talk to God. Tell him how you feel. Ask him for help because he's there to hear you. Tell him that you want to change direction. 
Say, I want to change directions. I want to follow you. Please come into my life. Help me to sort out my life and to find my real purpose and to find real life, fullness of life. Now, if that's what you've done now, if you have cried out to God, asked for his help, something will happen. He will answer you. He has heard your cry. But go further in this journey. Don't stop here. Find other people on that journey. Find other people to encourage you. But also... The paracletos, the helper, will come into your life or has come into your life now and he will walk beside you. He will help you to go along this journey. And it is worth it. It is definitely worth it. It's not always easy, but it's worth to take this journey into life. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.